0: So there was a recent case in the courts where a real estate agent was suing a buyer for a breach of contract to the tune of over $155,000. The courts actually ruled in favor of the real estate agent and it was all around a purchase that that agent had made with a buyer to a commercial property over $5 million in value. So the commissions, which normally you would think would be paid by the sellers, were actually to be paid by the buyer. And the buyer was counterclaiming saying there was negligence on the part of the real estate agent and that they didn't understand the buyer's representation agreement due to dyslexia. Now let's unpack this a little bit because there's really two lenses that you have to look at this at. One from the lens of the real estate agent, which we're in the industry, so we obviously know what that lens looks like, and the lens of the buyer especially in commercial real estate, it can be a dog-eat-dog business. So let's look at the first part of that. Why was the buyer supposed to pay the agent versus the seller? Normally, the seller pays the commission to the listing agent, the listing agent shares a portion of that with the buyer's agent, right? Yes and no. In residential real estate, more often than not, it seems to be that case. In ultra-competitive markets, you can actually have an edge as a buyer if you're offering to take on a portion of that commission because nobody likes paying commission, right? It's one of those things that if you offer to pay a half point or a point and you come in in a multiple offer situation, that's a strategy that will win a lot of properties and if your agent's doing their job and kind of managing expectations on the back end, maybe you get it for a little bit less because of the way that you presented the offer. But let's get back to the case in hand. The seller of these two commercial properties, it happens quite frequently where commercial properties are off market, the sellers don't wanna sell them, they're in very, very dynamic markets where it takes a lot to get a deal done, In those markets, it's quite frequent that the buyer's agent or even the tenant will pay the commercial realtor for their services just to get the job done that nobody else can get done. Now, if we're looking at it from the lens of the real estate agent, you use a buyer's representation agreement to really protect your time and lay out your services to the buyer or tenant that you're working with, explaining the agency relationship with them, showing them how you're going to serve them in the highest and best capacity, and explain to them the fiduciary duty that you have to them to hold their interests above your own but you have to hold their interests above your own, above all things. From the buyer side of things, you know, you may or may not want to sign a buyer's representation agreement. A lot of times when you're working with very savvy investors, very savvy commercial real estate people, they're working with so many different agents, they're well aware of the risks that they're willing to take to not have a buyer's buyer's representation agreement signed. But that said, if they sign it, it is a legally binding document. So using an excuse that you have dyslexia, you have to be able to prove it to a certain point that you went through the steps to really make an effort to understand what you were signing over and beyond that. Now, you want to always talk to a lawyer. We say that in all of our content. What we're saying here is what we typically see when you're explaining documents to both buyers, sellers, and then even agents, because some agents don't necessarily outline the documents clearly to buyers and sellers and that's something that needs to change in the industry the amount of times we've gone and presented offers to sellers and gone through your condition by condition what each condition means you know we get to one that talks about referrals and how we have to disclose referrals if we're getting anything from somebody as a kickback for referring them to that person, something that doesn't get disclosed to a lot of people. So really make sure you understand the documents that you're signing from the lens of an actual buyer. The buyer's representation agreement actually protects you because it's a document that outlines the services the realtor is going to perform for you. And if they're not performing it, you can request a cancellation of the services or you have grounds to go and use somebody else, but you need to understand that he's not just trying to get you to sign that to lock you up to a contract and then just hold on to you for four or five months it's a relationship real estate is one of those businesses where we don't get paid until we actually get paid like the amount of times that we'll go in and whether you're a plumber or an electrician out there people that are building their businesses they'll go in they'll quote jobs for free early on in their careers but as you get more skilled your time becomes more valuable so we use buyer representation agreements with a lot of our a clients where you know, they have a specific need and we will dedicate a pile of resources toward this, that need. But then we get other people that definitely want to work with every single agent in the market and more power to them. We'll still send them inventory, but only after we send that inventory to our A-list because our A-list, we are legally bound to serve them above all else. And if I'm sending off-market deals to people that I don't have BRAs with before I send them to people that are actually under client agency with me, I'm not actually doing my job, am I? Now I'm not only here to defend the real estate agents. Let's look at it from the lens of the consumer on why you might not want to sign a BRA. And I've heard horror stories in the industry where people go around signing people to BRAs, watching the transactions, maybe not servicing the person, seeing a transaction get done, and then sending an invoice to that client and getting paid on the transaction because they signed the BRA. That can get very, very sticky. Um, I've heard about these things from a lot of my mentors, and I always wanted to make sure that I was doing things above board, explaining to people why I was doing things the way I was doing it, but that kind of breaks down the BRA side of things. When I look at the actual ruling that the courts made and why they ruled in favor of the accuser, which was the real estate agent, was they clearly defined rules in a set of documents saying we are going to get paid this much money to perform this service. The guy closed on the transaction and then decided he didn't want to pay the agent. So this is kind of a landmark deal in the facts that the courts awarded such a high dollar amount to the agent for having his documents done properly and you know, either punishing the purchaser really because he didn't really have a case. Now, if the buyer didn't actually understand the documents, actually had grounds to explain how the documents weren't explained to him, went through the transaction and said, Hey, these were all the steps that I did. You know, never was the real estate agent engaged. Maybe it would have been a different ruling. But you know, Rico is one of those things that people will throw complaints at against real estate agents all the time. We see them all the time. We sit on the professional standards committee in London. So we see complaints that come into our board and we see how they get governed and they're very fair. They're very cut and dry as far as, you know, the rules and the legalities and they don't baby agents. If you're a real estate agent out there and you've dealt with Rico, you know they can be hardcore even on the phone, but they're there to serve you as an agent as much as they're there to serve consumers. I had a recent case where I called Rico asking them a question about a typical, an untypical transaction that i had heard about wasn't from my team, But I was curious about their thought on it because it had never come across my plate before. And they gave me a very direct answer that I don't necessarily think that other person would have sourced had I not called Rico. So I let that person know and said, hey, just be aware of this because that small dollar amount you're going to make on this transaction may change things dramatically for you on the back end and rico has been pulling a lot of licenses from people if you go onto their website you'll see how many licenses have been suspended in the past couple of years because of how people are doing business so as an agent it's very important to manage your business and make sure you're doing things crossing your t's dotting your eyes explaining documents to people and being honest and ethical in your business and we have to self-police our industry if we just let things slide and we don't actually report things to the board and we don't talk amongst each other you're not going to solve anything. There's been a lot of situations where I've contacted other brokers and owners of other brokerages to work out miscommunications because everybody's the hero of their own story and people will create their own narratives. But if we can come together as a collective, we can have a much better industry and we can raise the standard of care for the consumers. From the consumer's point of view as well, You know, even before I was in real estate, I had the same stigma of real estate agents that everybody else did, right? Dime a dozen, they're all the same. And you know, if you're treating agents that way, and you get burned, you really only have yourself to blame because of the type of nature of relationships you've cultivated, whereas if you value the people that you work with and you build a team that will die on their sword for you, I promise you the type of loyalty you'll get from that person is gonna come back to you in spades. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. This was a landmark case, and I really thought it was worth sharing. I'd love to hear some feedback from you. What do you think about the case? And I'd love to get the conversation going. Have a great night.